episode 77, Check Engine. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the 7 Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we are back. We're back. Just back from back. our marriage retreat this year. Yeah. CRB's marriage retreat in uh, Indian Wells, California. Same place it's been the last three years. Lovely place. It's it's always fun to go back. It, you know, it's almost getting ready to go down there. And because it's in the same place every year, it just feels like... This is just where we're supposed to be. It's refreshing. We we know sort of where we're going to eat and sort of what we're going to do. So we're not wasting a lot of time and energy on that and really able to spend time on each other. Okay, back up. Back up. Back up. Yes. Back okay, we know. We? Well, we got to get to date night since you already said, well, we know where we're going to eat because... Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 not about that. But I'm just saying like lunchtime <laughs> it, and even this year, you know, for breakfast and everything, we just yeah. sort of knew we were going to just eat in our room. We mm-hmm. have, Elisa and I love, um, have been turned on to Shakeology and, um, it's just awesome and we love it and it's a meal and a drink. And so for us, it's cool to be able to just bring that along with us and not have to be running around and rushing around for another meal. Mm-hmm because the morning sessions were starting at 9.30 and many of you would be going, wow, that should be easy. But you know what? When you don't have kids, get a little lazy. Well, kids and the um, the blackout curtains that they put in hotels. Yeah. Because in our bedroom here in San Diego, we just have like shears. So right. we really do kind of follow the uh, seasons in terms of wake up. But, you know, you go to a hotel and it's black in your room and there were times, I mean, you'd they weren't quite overlapping, so there'd be just this little sliver of light. Mm-hmm. And we'd look at the clock and think, oh, it really is time to wake up. Yeah, well, on Saturday, though, we chose to get up early. We did. And and get our workouts in, which was really fun. That was the first time on the retreat that we did a workout. And it was really cool because there's this awesome fitness center they had. And wall-to-wall mirrors on mm-hmm. one of them, which was really cool. And it was just a fun time. Yeah, I think all those... Um, older hotel guests were a little put out that we were in their <laughs> class yeah. kind of like actually doing a workout. They really seemed to kind of sense just a smidge of hostility that these young kids were doing their workouts in their yeah. class. But there wasn't a class going on there, but it seemed like, you know, oh. and I, I, I'm assuming they're probably like um, timeshare residents. Oh, and they just sort of do their they, own they thing. They come in, they do their own thing. And gotcha. now they yeah, got these young right. kids you know, doing these two crazy workouts. I mean, you're like jumping all around doing insanity and you know, I'm there in the middle of my Brazilian butt lift and these, you know, elderly residents were coming in and I'm like, you're grunting and I'm sweating and it was entertaining. And I was sweating and grunting. Yeah. Either way. Wow. Yeah. We weren't making love in there though. Thank no, you. No, no, sorry. So yeah, so that, that didn't wasn't happen. happening in there. But, uh, it was a good, it was a good time. And, and again, when we, when I say we, it's just, it's really nice to go back to some place and mm-hmm. do a marriage retreat at the same place because Elisa and I just know, okay, well, we're going to go have lunch over there. Mm-hmm. There's this really cool, it's the Indian Wells Golf Club. They have a 
spectacular restaurant, really good, beautiful patio, and we just know we're going to go there because we're not driving around trying to find some food and then get back and all this jazz. You know, we're able to just really stay relaxed and mellow and calm. And it was nice because we had Thomas the same way that we had last year. We had Thomas. He's just kind of a friendly, fun guy, and we enjoyed our time with him. And, and, you know, this year was different for for us because um, last year, many of you were participating in the first annual Seven Days of Sex Challenge with us while we were there, and that added a different dimension um, to the retreat for us because we were very focused on responding to your emails and, you know, what was going on with the challenge. And, and so we were very, very distracted last year. I yes. Think. No, no. Uh, you, you know, we weren't right so on. focused on our marriages. And, you know, yes, we were there at the retreat, but it was more about like keeping the seven days of sex challenge going. And so this year mm-hmm. we had no obligations to, you know, we weren't doing a challenge. That's the reason why the challenge was moved up. One of the many reasons. Um, we had not been invited to speak. And right. so we were actually just able to go and participate. Yep. Kind of a novel idea. It's the first time in three years that we've been attending that we weren't. Um, and not that we don't love speaking. We, we do, but it was nice to actually be able to go to the retreat and just participate. Just partic- Yeah, just be there. Just be there and be there together and spend time together, both just the two of us and with other couples. Um And we're going to talk about that a lot tonight, but I do have to say, okay, so my dear sweet husband, you know, we're working out together and we're, it must've been sometime yesterday after our workout. And you actually said something to the effect of, you know, I've been riding for the last hard for the last seven years, but the last three weeks that we've been working out together have been some of the best three weeks in spite of all of the accomplishments on the bike Mm -hmm. for the last seven years. And yeah, you know, I told you this this morning when we were out for our walk because yes, we did get up and walk <laughs> this morning. We're kind of into this physical thing, and so it's you know perpetuating well, itself. Yeah, but it's it's also a time for us just to get out and move, and mm-hmm. you know we weren't eating the best, and for Elisa and I, that sort of messes up with us, and and so for us just to get up and get moving, it just it just charges us. Mm-hmm. It gets us sort of mentally prepared, so we don't go from our hotel room to walk across the hotel lobby and out to the conference center to then sit down again for another two hours. So we we just, yeah, we just need to move and, and, and get our blood flowing. But it was just, you know, I look at your last seven years on the bike and I look at all you've accomplished, whether it's been the double centuries or just, you know, I mean, we get to December 31st and I'm hearing the reports on, you know, it was a 6,000 mile year. It was a 5,000 mile year. Mm. And, and I, and I look at everything that you've accomplished and all, of, I mean, the countless hours and miles that you've spent on the bike in the last seven years. And, I, you know, I just, I want to share with everyone how much it meant to me that you look at this last three weeks that we've been working out together doing our own stuff but you know dragging each other out of bed at five o'clock or five fifteen in the morning you know that motivating accountability to have you say that that's been that's been really meaningful to you meant a lot to me and i just want to say thank you you're welcome yeah it was you know lots of very precious um wonderful moments yeah together and excuse me <laughs> it, it was it was just a it was just a good time mm-hmm. you know we got to hang out with some new friends. We got to meet 
other folks that we hadn't met before. We got to see some old friends there mm-hmm. and talk to some other folks. So all in all, it was awesome. It, it really was. It, it's always hard leaving. I wish that uh, we'll get to one of these days where after on a Sunday, we're able to just stay another night and mm-hmm. not leave till Monday because that would be really stellar. You know, because I would love to just be able to unwind on the Sunday afternoon, take a nap, get by the pool, chill out by the pool, mm-hmm. all, you know, do a simple dinner and then, you know, get Come up on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah. And then just get home. That's what I would like to do eventually. Yeah. Instead, we rush back to your parents' house and Have pick up one. Alex and then rush back to San Diego to pick up Abby and, you know. And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Well, okay, so you know, we pick up Abby, and this is just a funny little story before we get into tonight's topic, but we pick up Abby, and our friend who was watching her is like, you know, she was great all weekend, and Abby's just, you know, so excited because she didn't throw any fits all weekend, so we get in the car, and I look at the clock, and I'm like, we've got one hour, one hour till she loses it, because she's been, you know, great behavior all weekend, mm-hmm. and, you know, which you love hearing, I mean, if your kid's spending the weekend with somebody else, you love hearing that they were wonderful, and there were no problems, and, um, yeah, no joke. It was like 10 minutes. And she's just suddenly so frustrated that her marker won't work on her dry erase board the way she wants it. And she can't draw a fish just the way she wants it. And, you know, it just kind of, but I, you know, I kept looking at Tony and just saying, you know what? We knew this was coming. She's had it all keyed up all weekend that she's had to be good. And, you know, that's 48 hours of good behavior. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes we're lucky if we get 10 minutes after she's woken up in the morning that are consistent. So she ended up just falling asleep on the couch watching a movie and yeah, you know, she was just exhausted. She was, she was, you know, we all were, I think at that point. Yeah. It was just a good mellow, um, mellowing out time. But we did have that time where we were leaving, you know, from leaving from the retreat to picking up Alex, a good, you know, 45 minutes plus all the time we had to talk this weekend to really start to process the marriage retreat. And, you know, the theme this year, you know, there's usually an overriding theme, um, you know, was talking about relating it to automotive cars. Right. And I made that, and it's interesting that it was because it was just a couple of episodes ago where I made that analogy that when the check engine light goes on, most people will take care of that within, you know, a specific amount of time because it's there, it's flashing at them. But their own marriage, when that check engine light goes on, when the check your marriage light goes on, I should say, most and many folks will wait up to six years before they seek out help or counseling or therapy, which leads to many, many problems, as those of you know who may have waited that long or who are waiting that long. So it was very interesting that the whole, the whole retreat this weekend was, was called, what was it called again? I can't even remember. Do you got it with you? Uh, if you don't, no I, big deal. Yeah, I don't have it off I don't remember all. Um, but we want to talk about check engine. Mm-hmm. And we talk, you know, there was a, they threw out some interesting statistics about how long people actually drive around with their check engine light on before they do something. And, you know, one of the pastors actually asked how many people have a check engine light currently on in their vehicle. And there were quite a few hands. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what is, I think it was about 10% Temp- based on the statistics. And there's yep. about 10% of the audience, the participants who had check engine lights on currently. And, and 
you know, when we're in this type of environment, when we pull ourselves away from the busyness, and I will tell you right now, the computers only came to play the workout DVDs. Mm -hmm. So we did have them with us, but we did not pay for internet access. We did not do that. Um, We had our phones. Um, Tony did spend some time that was acknowledged on his black or his blackberry where that came from his tried you know doing some stuff that he had to take care of and it was fine because i was just chilling you know but we talked about that it wasn't like you know and there was one time where i'm like really can, can we can we wrap right. it up with the phone right and you did bring it up but it didn't go it, it didn't wasn't come it out. wasn't an issue it wasn't yeah. like it didn't come to the pool it didn't come to date night it, yeah. it just stayed it stayed locked up in the room so you know again unplugged we never turned on the tv no in we our didn't. room um you know, it was really just time for us to be together. And you What was the most enjoyable time for you? Okay, I want to say having dessert, but that's only because and you guys wouldn't understand that, but having dessert was equated to making love for a number of couples. And so you know, we just had some phenomenal love making sessions. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. Were you looking for something else? No, I, oh, was, okay. I was just wondering because we hadn't, I hadn't asked. I, for myself, it was both mornings just sitting out on that, the patio on our deck and just enjoying the cool morning, which for the desert at this time of the year is, is not common. Typically, I mean, you can wake up at 6 a.m. and it's 100 degrees down there and it was just We had beautiful. gorgeous weather. Yeah, I mean, it was in the, maybe the high 80s. Yeah, Tony was enjoying himself so much. He, he almost wanted to play hooky from this morning session. <laughs> He's like, come on. I was just, I was just enjoying such a good time. And this is so nice. And yeah. That time with you just out there was really fun for me. Yeah. I mean, it was just, even though we weren't talking much or it, it was the, the nonverbal communication, the time just being spent because if there's one thing I would love for us to do more of is that at home. The problem is, is as many of you know, when you have kids, that is a, tough time to take time away Mm -hmm. it's just unless your kids are older and they can feed themselves or they sleep in later and they're not bugging you but in our household it's really tough and and i really do enjoy that that time Mm -hmm. yeah because we've got one that sleeps in and one that wakes up early so that's kind of a and for those of and for those of you who do read your bible in the morning and stuff that's awesome Mm -hmm. I, i can't personally um I've tried it numerous times and, and really I tend to just fall asleep. I, I can't read that early in the morning cause it just, it puts me to sleep, <laughs> but I do enjoy just being around Elisa and, and just drinking whatever we have. You know, like I said, this weekend we had our shakeologies, picking on some nuts and some fruits, reading my SI magazine. That to me is good or prevention magazine, whatever I had this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I love that time. I'm glad to hear that. So we need these kids to get grown up so we can enjoy um, that I think more. if we could just get Abby to sleep in. Yeah, that would work that, too. You know, that would give us um, that time. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just the early bird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But it was, you know, kind of going back to this whole, when you unplug, when you get yourself away from the distractions of life, you really have an opportunity to evaluate where you are. And specifically where your marriage is. I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, this weekend, um, even prior to leaving, you know, just 
you know, you know how it is when you're trying to get out of town and it seems like all of the stressors just start stacking up and we'd had, a, you know, I had had some issues with some things that had gone on earlier in the week. And so I had to resolve that with Tony um, before I could even contemplate going. I like, I was at the point where I was almost like, you know what? I don't even want to go on this marriage retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. And, and so, well, and even Thursday night, you know, you and I sat down and had a talk and it was just, Tony had made an offer to a friend that I wasn't comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to come clean and say, you know what? I'm not comfortable about, th- about this offer, you know? And it wasn't, it wasn't anything that he had done with any type of malicious intent. It was just, it's something that I wasn't comfortable with. It felt like it was crossing some of the boundaries in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, and that was really, I just said, you know what? I need to, um, I need to talk to you about this. You know, I, I need to tell you that I feel like this is crossing boundaries and I'm just going to ask you, you know, basically to rescind this offer. And, you know, because I knew in my own head that if we didn't talk about this before Friday came when we were leaving for the marriage retreat, that I was going to be a pain in his butt all weekend long because mm-hmm. it was just going to fester and I was going to have to be, you know, in the supposed happy place, you know, because we're on a marriage retreat and we're away from the kids and, you know, all this good stuff. And I was good. I was going to have to put on a mask. And we talked so much about that that I knew I couldn't, I couldn't go right with that. So we talked about it Thursday night, got ourselves in a good place. Friday, you know, just the stressors of trying to get out of town. Boom, boom, boom. And so finally we're there and, you know, it's just us. Right. And it gave us, you know, we had dinner with some new friends and it just gave us time to start taking, taking temperature. You know, what's going on with us? Mm-hmm. How is our marriage doing right now? You know, and, and, you know, when you're in a room with 30, 40 couples, there are marriages there from, you know, just a couple of years to, we had one couple there that had been married 65 years. And a number of them in the 20 plus, you know, that, 30 plus year yeah, range too. I mean, just all over, over the, the board. board. Yeah. But you've got couples who are in really good places and you've got couples that are barely hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about Check Engine and we talk about, you know, naming this podcast, you know, I'm going to encourage you this week to take a look and see if the Check Engine light's on in your marriage. You know, are there some bells and whistles that are going off about things that aren't being discussed? I mean, we had one of the opening exercises um, that Pesters Ken and Pam did was they gave everybody a card and said, you know, don't put your name on the card. These are all going to be anonymous. But write down one thing that you could, that you wish you could change about your marriage. Right. And so you've got roughly, I think there were 30 couples. So 60 people, give or take 60, 70 people. And I can't tell you how many people said, hold on, I wrote it down. Um, they would love to spend more time together. The top three were more time together they wish they had better communication and they wish there was more intimacy in their marriage. Now there were other, you know, there were other, you know, things that came up one and two, but those were the, th- like I started writing them down cause I kept hearing them so much. I, I wish we spent more time together. Mm-hmm. I wish we talked more. I wish we had better communication. I wish we had better intimacy. And some of you might be listening right now going, okay, we've got, you know, we got all three or we got two out of those three, or we got one out of those three, your check engine light is on. Mm -hmm. If that has even just registered in your head, 
look at your dashboard on your marriage and recognize the fact that your check engine light is on and you need to get it serviced. You need to sit down today. You know, call up your spouse and say, hey, we need to, you know, tonight after the kids go to bed or, you know, when I come home from work or whatever that time is, it's an immediacy. It's an urgent action item. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we hear this many couples saying that this is a problem in their marriage, and we know a lot of you listening to us have been listening to us for a long time, and we know you've been working on some of these areas. Some of you may be joining us for the first time because you stumbled upon us through iTunes or through the videos on YouTube or, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend forwarded, a, you know, one of our messages. And we're so glad you're with us. And you might be thinking, okay, you know what? I've got some issues here. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time to waste if the check engine light in your marriage is on. Or has been on for a long time. Or has been on and you haven't taken it and, you know, you haven't taken your marriage in for service. You haven't made that decision. We met a couple that, you know, we happened to sit down. Tony and I do this thing when we go to retreats like this. Um, we notice that people get, it, we're, creature, or we're creatures of habit. habit. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, people go in and they find their seats. On the first night. On the first night. And that's where they sit for the next two days. That's their seat. That's their seat. I mean, and okay, back up. We are creatures of habit. We sit in the same row every weekend at church. That's our, but that's because you know, like we have to sit up in front so we're not distracted by everybody. Right. Yeah. So, but so we are creatures of habit too, but at marriage retreats, we love to meet new people. Yeah. This is a great way to, you know, meet couples that we don't know. And so, you know, the first night we sit in one seat and then the next morning we go in and we're like, okay, you know, it kind of messes with people when you sit at their table and you weren't at their table before. Cause they're like, oh well, what do I do now? <laughs> like, where am I supposed to sit? Cause you took my seat. Right. And um, so we sat at a new table and one of the things that they had done was they'd played this kind of um, newlywed game and you know, it was five questions about your marriage. And so we were one of the eight couples, nine couples that won. Well, the funny thing was, is that the prize was a copy of our book. Right. Um, so apparently, you know, apparently we know each other well enough to win a copy of stripped down. 13 keys to unlocking intimacy in your marriage. And, uh, but this couple that was sitting with us, they were so excited. They're like, Oh my gosh, you know, we're so glad you sat at our table. Yeah. I mean, they were like over the top excited and we had no idea why. Well, as the day wore on, we got to know them and here's a couple and hats off to them. They recognized a few months ago that intimacy was an issue in their marriage Mm -hmm. and they went out, and found an intimacy coach. And while it hasn't totally brought them to where they want to be, they took a step that a lot of couples never take. They realized there was a problem. Hello, check engine light is on, flashing, alarms are going off. And they said, we can't function in our marriage this way. We need help. We're going to go find help. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... I mean, we've talked about this so many times and, and we talk about the fact that, you know what, if, if your weight's a problem, you go find a trainer at the gym. You know, like if you don't like the way you look, if you want to get more fit, you know, finding a trainer for your physical being is so accepted. If you're in business and you need a coach to, you know, get you to that next level 
in your business life, so accepted. You know, oh yeah, you know, I'm working with a coach. He's helping me do this. Da, da, da. We have issues in our marriages. Oh, not going to get help for that. Don't want to tell anybody I've got problems in my marriage. Even though you're driving down the road, and like Elisa said, that nice red or orange light is just glaring at you. And here's the thing, folks, and this is from experience over the last, I don't know, 14 and a half years of marriage. I'll tell you, when your marriage is right, it seems like everything else goes right. You know, number one, always got to be straight up with God. And right after God, it's your marriage. And I know we're going to go through tough times. I know we're going to go through good times. But I will have to say some of the most prosperous, prosperous times in my business and my, my outdoor other activity life is when Elise and I are on the same page. There, there's just something about it that allows me to be free and open and alive. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Elise and I are straight, I mean, the business just runs. There's something about it. But when Elise and I are, are butting heads, I can tell how that changes my attitude and it changes and affects the way I perform my work. And because I work in a service industry, that can affect our income. You know, when somebody calls into me and asking me about their dent on their car and I'm not in a good place, I tend to be short and I don't give a rat's ass if I get the job or not, which is not a good place to be because I need to be putting food on the table for my family. And so, you know, there are those times and I've recognized it over the years that, you know, when I'm getting like that, I got to talk to Elisa and let her know, hey, there's something going on because I'm not, I'm not right. And I, and it's affecting me and it's affecting my work. And because it affects my work, it just, it becomes this weird circle, circular spiral downward, you know? And so you, you really got to look at this and we're not always saying you got to go find a counselor there is, we're not saying that at all. For those of you who are really having struggles, it, it it's necessary. We believe for those of you who are just having those communication issues, you can jump on over to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can click on the resources tab. And right there, we have 77 questions. It's a PDF printed out. Start asking questions. Start talking. You know, open it up. This is, this is the thing. And, and we go to these retreats and, and, I, and I love them. But I always see it. I, I see it. The the nudges, the, the elbows, the, the looks, the, the stares, and all of those are telling me when the speaker is up there that one of the spouse or either of the spouses are looking at each other going, oh, we should be talking about that. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you sometimes to get over those humps. I, I, the, the cool thing is that since we've been doing this for almost two years now. Year and a half. Um we've had so many great stories from those of you who have been holed up, have not wanted to talk, have not wanted to communicate and you've broken free and it's different for all of you. Mm -hmm. Some of you, it's been the seven days of sex challenge. 
That's what it was. That's what got you guys talking. Some of you have written in and said, hey, your guys' book really allowed us to talk. Some of you have said, hey, those 77 questions made us talk. Others of you have picked up the couple's devotional Bible that we speak of. It helps you to talk. It's going to be different for all of you. You know, it's going to be different. But you got to keep searching. If, if you're in this place and you're not finding it, you got to keep searching and looking for, for those, for an angle, some way that allows you guys to sit down and talk. And for those of you who are doing great, you know, it doesn't just, you know, you know, you're not just walking on, on the mountain high, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time and it takes effort and takes work. Cause that check engine light can come on at any time can come on at any time. And if we ignore it, even if we know we're in a good spot, Elisa and I have done this numerous times. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're doing good. The check engine light comes on. We ignore it. We ignore it. We ignore it. All of a sudden we explode. Something comes to a head and we got to talk because we've ignored it. We have ignored it. We have ignored it. The one thing I have learned over the years of being married is that if you ignore stuff, it's going to bite you in the butt. Well, we heard, heard, uh, heard that analogy today. Mary James, who was leading worship mm-hmm. for us, she talked about, you know, a rug is supposed to be a rug, but when we sweep things underneath it, all it's going to do is cause us to fall. Right. And I thought, what an amazing visual, mm-hmm. you know, because how often do we, you know, in our marriages just say, oh, I'm just going to sweep that under a rug. But then that rug starts to rise because there's all those little things, you know, festering underneath it. And you know, you or your spouse is going to trip on that rug mm-hmm. and all of the garbage, all of the dirt that's underneath it, things that you haven't talked about, time that you haven't spent together, intimacies that you have not worked on. Right. You know, and, and we sat in this room for the last two days and, you know, you can look at, you look at couples and you can see you know, where things are. And I'm not saying we're experts. I mean, you guys know all too well, you know, we are not counselors. We, we do not counsel. We do not have doctorates in psychology or anything like that. A lot of it's just observing people. And we've been through the school of hard knocks. You know, check out episode four. If you're just joining us for the first time, we really lay it all out on the line. And, um, And, and we just love, you guys, really, we do. We, we, we love you guys and your family to us. And so whenever we get these little tidbits and stuff, we, we want to share it with mm-hmm. you guys because if it can uh, affect our marriage in a positive way, we know it can affect yours. Absolutely. And, and so um, uh, one thing I want to point out is this week, uh, a very good friend of ours, Gina Paris, is putting together and has put together the Sexy Summit Teleseminar Series. She has um, 10 experts on this series. You can get it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com backslash sexy summit. I will have a link in the show notes. And for five days, there are going to be 10 experts to a day talking about romance, passion, sex. Elisa and I were very grateful to be one of those. So... You guys have heard a lot of what we got to say. And you know what? 
actually Gina brought up some really great questions and we dive into some other areas that we, I don't think we've even talked about on, on the podcast before. So jump on over there. You do need to sign in to uh, get free access to it. If you like it and you want the transcripts, you want to keep all the MP3s, there is a purchase price for that. And I honestly, I don't know what it is and it is an affiliate link just so you guys know that. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there are so many ways to attack or not to attack, to enhance what's going on in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And if, if there are issues, if the check engine lights coming on, I mean, I, I know we've talked a lot about the communication piece, but I'm th- also thinking about a girlfriend that shared with me, you know, she and her husband went on date night a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. he works very long hours. She's at home with the kids and they found themselves at a restaurant looking across the table from each other, trying to figure out what to say. Mm, yeah. And they've been married um, less than 10 years. I think like around that seven, eight year mark, mm-hmm. but found themselves in a situation where it's like, wow, what do we do? You know, what, what do you, what do you want to talk? You know, like awkward. Yeah. And that's you tough. know, that's, it's tough, but you know what I saw this weekend and what I see every time we go to a marriage retreat is that these are not insurmountable obstacles. You know, what might seem like, okay, we just can't talk to each other anymore. Isn't, isn't an end. It's just a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not spending time, you know, enough time together, like some of these couples said, I wish we could spend more time together, then you have to make the effort. Mm-hmm. If you want more intimacy in, in the marriage, the two of you need to get on the same page as far as that goes and make the effort to change what is not working. Right. And, and, and you know, I, I call that a challenge because you, you know, you first kind of have to get on the same page about it. You know, you have to acknowledge that this is an issue in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to acknowledge both of you that this check engine light is on and it might be like, you know, fire engine red for one partner and just kind of a dull orange for the, or maybe not even registered, but you both have to be aware. You, you got to talk through it. It's like, you know, Thursday night when I had this issue going on with me and I had to tell Tony, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really want to bring this up, but I need to, because I know I'm going to be the cause of problems this weekend. If I don't bring it up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can tell how far we've come at the fact that I was not ridiculous about it. I didn't blow up and say, well, you know, you've got to do it this, you know, you've got to do it my way. I was just like, you know, honey, I need to let you know this makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And can I ask you not to do, do this? And I just, I, you know, I just presented my case and just said it, it would really mean a lot to me if you could not do this. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of years ago, probably even when we did our first 60 days, well, our only 60 days when we did the I 60 days. I was going to say we only did one. Yeah. That's probably not happening again in this lifetime. <laughs> not 60 days. Um, I don't know that I would have had that same ability to communicate. I don't think I had that same ability to communicate with you. Right. No, we, we didn't. And that's, you know, that's, it's a growth process. Right. You know, and if you're, if you're in a good place now, you work on getting it even better. Mm-hmm. If you're in a not so great place now, then you work on getting it to the point where it's good. You know, it, and it's baby steps. And some days you feel like you're going backwards. 
you know, and sometimes you'll, you know, you'll have those times where you sit down and you talk and you're like, hmm, yeah, that's kind of like my old behavior. <laughs> like I've used all of those inflammatory words and I've picked on you and I've done all this kind of stuff and that's the way I used to be. And yeah, it's kind of hard to unwire all of that stuff that has been hardwired for so long. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to be, um, Tony put up with a lot in the early years of our marriage in terms of poor communication skills from this girl. Um, I would withdraw. I would be, you know, picky, just, just all kinds of bad communication skills. And so to be at a point where we can have a conversation to say, you know what, calmly, just need to talk to you about this and have him not shut down or be defensive or, you know, just say, okay, you know, I hear what you're saying. And Mm -hmm. you know, those are valid points and, and putting it within the confines of creating, and we've created this safe place in our marriage. Right. You know, Tony talks all the time about how when he's got to bring something up to me, his palms get all sweaty. And he even said something this weekend. I'm like, palms sweaty. (laughs) Um, you know, that doesn't mean that the nerves go away because there's still that perceived risk in making ourselves vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But as you work on your communication, as you work to make that check engine light go away, whether it's communication or intimacy or time together or whatever. Finances. Fine. And we heard a lot of couples that are CRB is actually doing um, financial peace, Universe. financial peace university. They just had 80 people. Uh, I think it was 80 people go through. 80, yeah. And they're getting ready to do it again in the fall. Um, Dave Ramsey's financial peace university. And you know, a huge check engine light going on. If, if finances are a problem, you know, now we're saying this and you're, some of you are probably nodding your heads as you're listening to this going, Oh yeah, that's, that's our check engine light. I mean, we had couples that we were sitting around with and, and you know, this one couple in particular is like, you know, you guys know, you know, are you guys thinking of doing this? And we're like, well, actually, um, we've done it. We've done it. I went through Dave Ramsey counselor train, you know, like we buy into Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And, you know, we got to talking, we were able to share with them our journey through massive amounts of debt. And, you know, and it started breaking down the walls that they had between themselves. Right. You know, it was giving them hope. It was giving them hope. And it was, it was allowing, you know, our story to, break down some of the barriers they had between themselves and ask questions of themselves on things that they need to work through. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can give no greater gift than the gift of transparency. Whether, you know, you're talking to your spouse about the fact that there are issues with your finances or there are issues with your intimacy or there are issues with your communication or whatever it might be, the gift of transparency is—it's a love really that you is. give because it says, "I love you enough to be vulnerable, to take off all my masks, and to just be who I am and honest with you." And if this is a problem in our marriage, I'm trusting in our marriage enough. I have enough faith in our marriage and I love you enough to lay this all down in front of you. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And gosh, if there's, if there's one thing that I could p- 
pinpoint in our marriage that has allowed us to really have the enhancement in all forms of intimacy that we've experienced over these last four years, it's being transparent. It's being open and it's being honest and and real with each other every day as much as it hurts and as much as sometimes we we don't want to. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that every time we do it and we open up and there's that little sting of hurt, there's two leaps forward of just being closer to you. Absolutely. And the the moment that that minor moment of pain is so worth it because we get so much closer together mm-hmm. and we get so much more connected and it's tough it's tough but looking back it's the best gift we've given each other is being transparent and open with each other mm-hmm. for those of you out there who are going gosh i just want that please Show me how, share with me. The The book that I I would recommend for you is Bo's Cafe. A fantastic book, a fantastic novel. And I would pick that up. It's one that helped me to realize, and Elisa as well, she read it after I did, that just, that just grabbed us and made us truly understand what it means to take down these walls and to be open and honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And we heard a lot of people talk about that this weekend. Um, you know, again, Mary James did worship. Um, mm-hmm. She and her husband, Dan, did worship for us along with Gary Livesey. And, and um, you know, Dan and Mary shared their testimony. And one of the things that Mary said at the end that really touched me is that she encouraged both men and women. You know, if you're in a small group, whether you're, you know, together or, you know, a same sex, small group, you know, men's Bible study, women's Bible study. Um, even in those environments, when you're not with your spouse, be transparent. You know, there could be somebody sitting there next to you in your women's Bible study that is dealing with the same hurts, mm-hmm. the same struggles, that you are, there could be another couple in your couples group. I mean, I remember the first time that Tony and I went to a couples group and, um, you know, we start laying out who we are, you know, kind of (laughs) just like, whoop, here we are. You're going to love us or not, but this is, this is who Tony and Elisa are. And it changed the dynamic of that group so much so that the, you know, the leader had come up to us and made a comment to Tony that we've never, you know, we've never heard that kind of openness. And this group had been meeting, I think at that time for two years. Right. You know, and so I just, I I so strongly encourage the transparency because not only is it a gift that you give to a spouse, it's a gift that you give to your, to your friends. You know, if you can be real with your friends, then you know what? They're going to be friends that will stand the test of time because they know that your heart is, is in the right place. They never have to question it. Your spouse never has to question it if, you know, they know that you're going to be transparent with them. Yeah, totally. So it was an amazing weekend. It was. And, you know, my, I know we're getting to the end of this episode and um, there's so much more that we want to share. And so I know it'll come up in, you know, future, future podcasts. podcasts. Um, 
you know, the really exciting thing is that we are launching a small group on the book stripped down here in two weeks um, through CRB, the ch- our home church. And we've actually filled all of the spaces that we had for couples um, in that. So we're very excited about that coming up. And just, you know, we've actually had a couple of couples say, you know, we can't make it to that. Can we just do a home study? Can we get the book and do a home study? And you absolutely can. Those of you that have been listening you know our book is available in you know hard copy or ebook or audiobook soft copy soft copy okay <laughs> a book a physical book a physical book thank you um see that's why i have a tech guy in my life he handles all that stuff i just get to talk um but it, it's a great soft study i mean we soft study self study um you know because it's written he said she said and then there are the questions Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're thinking about some of these topics, like we told some of the couples this weekend, you don't have to read the book cover to cover. Flip through and, and look at what some of the topics are and say, oh, you know, we probably need to talk about this. Yeah. You know, and make it work in your marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say, that, you know, we talked about this a lot this weekend the fact that when we started this podcast, you know, we named it One Extraordinary Marriage and, and our our thought had been if we ever even help just one marriage, mm-hmm. then everything that we have done will have been worth it. And I told Tony, I said, you know, this weekend as we're walking and talking and having dinner and doing all of our date stuff, I said, you know, the funny thing was is that I never expected that marriage to be our marriage. Yeah. You know, we've heard from a lot of you about how this podcast has changed your marriage, um, how one has changed your marriage. And just want you all to know from a very, you know, from that spirit of transparency is that you may not even be aware of how much all of you have done for our marriage. Yeah. You've changed us. This has changed our marriage for the better and does so on a daily basis. And it seems inadequate to say thank you, but that's really, that's all we have is to say thank you because, um, never expected it, but realized this weekend that our marriage is the one that has been made better through all of this. And it, yeah, you guys have, and at least they're tearing up a little bit because it's, it's truthful that, um, gosh, we get behind these mics every week to talk to you, but, but, uh, you've, you've impacted us. You've impacted us for, for years to come for years and years to come. And, and we will always be grateful for that. We will always be grateful for each and every one of you who's out there, who listens to us, who takes the time out of your busy day to, to peep in and hear what we got to say. So, on that note, we say what we always say every week and we mean it from the bottom of our hearts. We love you guys because you are one extraordinary marriage. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858 876 or send us an email to info 
at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Thank you.